We are dedicated to spreading the good news of Jesus Christ through all available means with a sole focus of teaching the word, making it plain, sharing it with love. Amen. Amen. I'm glad to uh, be with you here this morning, Faith Temple. I thank God for the opportunity to once again bring the word. I do ask you to get your Bibles and get ready to follow along with us and to ask yourself some questions, not about me, but about you. We are going to talk about what righteousness looks like in motion. We are going to learn that faith and courage and righteousness are inseparable. I want you to look in the mirror and say to yourself, I have accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as my Savior, and so I am the righteousness of God. I am the righteousness of God. There's no doubt about it. It's not based upon me always being perfect. It's based upon me accepting the Lord Jesus Christ into my heart and allowing him to do his work in his time. And if you are the righteousness of God, we are going to learn today that there are some things that are required of you. And so today we are going to talk about a lesson in courage and faith. A lesson in courage and faith. Our foundation scriptures are Proverbs 28 and 1 and Romans 4, 3 through 5. Again, Proverbs 28 and 1 and Romans 4, 3 through 5. And we'll get into it when we come back. I'm going to be reading the scriptures this morning. I'm going to be reading from the Amplified Version and the Easy to Read Version. The first scripture I'll be reading is Proverbs 28 and 1. And the Amplified Version says, The wicked flee when no one pursues them, but the righteous are as bold as a lion. The easy to read version reads, The wicked are afraid of everything, but those who live right are as brave as lions. The second scripture comes from Romans 4, 3 through 5. And the Amplified Version reads, for what does the scripture say? Abraham believed in, trusted, relied on God, and it was credited to his account as righteousness, right living, right standing with God. Now to a laborer, his wages are not credited as a favor or a gift, but as an obligation, something owed to him. But to the one who does not work, that is, the one who does not try to earn his salvation by doing good, but believes and completely trusts in him who justifies the ungodly, his faith, faith is credited to him as righteousness, right standing with God. And the easy to read version reads, again, this is Romans 4, 3 through 5. That's why the scriptures say Abraham believed in God. And because of this, he was accepted as one who is right with God. When people work, their pay is not given to them as a gift. And they earn the pay they get. But people cannot do work that will make them right with God. So they must trust in him. Then he accepts their faith. And that makes them right with him. He is the one who makes even evil people right. May God add a blessing to the hearers, doers, and readers of his word. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Sister April, for reading our scriptures on this morning. I hope that you already have started thinking about the scriptures that Sister April read this morning, because in those scriptures lies the truth 
of God's word. And so we are going to try to delve into it a little bit to give us an understanding of what faith and what courage looks like. Before we get into that, though, I want to encourage you to look past your own flaws and your own failures and the own and the things that you do that get on your own nerves about your own selves. And I want you to declare by your own words that I am the righteousness of God. Go ahead and do it right now, wherever you are. I am the righteousness of God. If nothing else, if you never do anything else right, you had the sense to listen to the Holy Spirit when he drew you into this great family. And because you have accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your savior, you are the righteousness of God. I do encourage you to continue to read your word and to continue to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit to allow him to do the work so that you can look more and more like you are the righteousness of God. Those hidden things that I might not know about you, but that you know about yourself, the Holy Spirit can cleanse you even of that. The things that you are ashamed to talk about, the Holy Spirit you heard the scripture. He is the one that can even make the evil man righteous. And so he has done the work and he is continuing to do the work in you. And so what it is important for you to understand this morning, that wherever you are in your relationship with Jesus Christ, you are the righteousness of God. And so in our confession of faith, there is a line in there that says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. If you are to move from where you are right now to the place where God needs you to be so that your life can be a full witness of his goodness in your life, then you have to continue to read the word. You have to continue to hear the word. You have to continue to believe in the word because there is a difference in believing that there is a God and believing in God. When you believe in God, you don't put boundaries around what he can and cannot say to you, what he can and cannot require of you. And so that's why we have to build up our faith. That's why we have to go into the Bible and see what has happened to the saints of old, what he has called them to do, and how they responded to the calling. That is why it is important for us to understand the word when it says, my sheep know my voice, and no other voice will they follow. So as the redeemed, as the righteousness of God, it is important that we get into the word. I'm not telling you to be in it an hour a day. If the Holy Spirit leads you to be in it an hour a day or more, be in it an hour a day or more. If he tells you five minutes today or 10 minutes today, then do the five minutes or the 10 minutes. There are no rules here other than to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. But the more you do it, the more you will be built up in your uh, holy, in your most holy faith. And if you find yourself given to fear and given to discouragement, I want to encourage you even the more to read your word 
and, and in the word is the encouragement that we need because it is a requirement as the righteousness of God that you have faith and that you have courage. And so we are going to look to Abraham and we're all familiar with Abraham. We are going to look to Abraham this morning to see what it looks like when God calls and you respond in faith and in courage. And so I will read a few scriptures, a few verses out of Genesis 12, just to give you some background, but I am not going to go into all of uh, Abraham's life. I am just going to give you enough to hopefully make you go and want to read more and learn more on your own time. And so if we go and we look in Genesis 12, and I'll read verses 1 through 6, and then we'll uh, go into what we learn from these scriptures. I am reading from the easy to read version, Genesis 12, 1 through 6, and it reads like this. The Lord said to Abraham, leave your country and your people, leave your father's family and go to the country that I will show you. I will build a great nation from you. I will bless you and make your name famous. People will use your name to bless other people. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse those who curse you. I will use you to bless all the people on earth. So Abraham left Haran, just like the Lord said, and Lot with him. Abraham was 75 years old when he left Haran. So he took his wife Sarai, his nephew Lot, all the slaves, and all the other things he had gotten in Haran. Then he and his group moved to the land of Canaan. Abraham traveled through the land as far as the town of Shechem and then to the big tree at Moriah. The Canaanites were living there in the land at that time. May the Lord add a blessing to the readers, hearers, doers, sharers of his word. And so we are going to look into the life of Abraham. And if you go a little bit back before uh Genesis chapter 12, you will see that Abraham was on the move even before God called him. The Bible tells us in Genesis 11 that his family was from the land of Ur and that his father had already moved them from Ur to Haran. And so he was settled in Haran, even though he was not really from there. His family roots ran to Ur. But even then, the Bible says his father, Abraham's father, was headed towards Canaan, but they didn't know where they were going. It's just like if God told me to get up and move to Washington State. I know that Washington State exists, but I don't know Washington State like I know Houston, Texas. I don't even know Dallas, Texas. I've been living in Dallas for about eight years now. I don't even know Dallas, Texas, like I know Houston, Texas, because I'm from Houston. I know the nooks. I know the crannies. I know the left turns. I know the shortcuts. And so I want you to think about that as it applies today. If the Lord told you to leave Houston or Baytown or Galveston, wherever you are, if he told you to leave the place that you have always known and go somewhere that you have no idea of where the store is even or where you go to shop. These are all things that we have to find out 
when we leave the familiar to go to the unfamiliar. And so that's where Abraham was. He, that is what God was calling him to do. And I want to point out the difference between the faith that Abraham had and the faith that we have today. And here is the major thing as it, as it rolls out in my mind. Today, we decide how we want God to act. We want God to heal. And so we say, God, heal uh, Sister Patricia, who, whoever it is, heal them. And then we declare that we have faith. Or we decide we want a bigger house or a different house. It doesn't have to be a bigger house. It could be a different house in a different neighborhood. And so we set our minds on that house and we say, God, bless me with that house or that car. And then we declare, I'm believing God for this house or this car or this healing or this grade or this degree or whatever it is that we have locked into that we want. And then we believe God to give us what we have asked him to do. And I want to contrast that to what we see with Abraham in the scripture today. Abraham was minding his own business. Abraham was working his business, living amongst his family. And it was a big deal to live amongst family that time because that was your heritage. That was your identity. That was your support system, much like it is today for a lot of us. Abraham was minding his business. The Bible says that he had slaves, he was married, he was doing his own thing. He had accumulated a lot of wealth. And beyond that, he was 75 years old. And right now, if somebody were to ask us to do something fundamentally different than what we do right now, one of the things that people say, I'm too old to do that now. I'm too old to start doing that. But Abraham was 75 five years old, settled into his life, doing his own thing when God showed up to his doorstep and interrupted his life. And what did God say? God didn't say, I want you to rearrange your home. I want you to go to the old folks home and start talking to people. God said, I want you to leave your country and your people and your father's family and go somewhere that I'm going to show you. And so we know later down that he was headed into Canaan through Egypt. We know that. But when God showed up to Abraham, he said, leave everything you know and everybody you know and go somewhere that I'm going to show you. He didn't even say where it was. He said, go somewhere that I am going to show you is what he said. And so I challenge you this morning, if God were to say to you, and I don't know that he'll call you to leave your home. Maybe not. Maybe so. But if he were right now, because the Bible has no evidence that Abraham made one excuse. If he changed your life right now, if he told you to do 180 degrees 
of what you are doing right now. He told you walk off your job and move to Washington State. If he told you to stop building your business and go work at Jack in the Box, if he told you to do something that is so fundamentally different that you are doing right now and he didn't even tell you what it was. He just said, stop doing what you're doing and leave. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to direct you along the way. I'm sending you somewhere. I'm going direct you along the way. How many of you all honestly right now thinking about that statement can say, Lord, I will. I'll leave everything that I know. I'll leave the job. I'll leave the retirement. I'll leave my home. I'll leave the thing. You know what we'll start doing? We'll start thinking you've left your mind. That's what we will start doing. She has lost her mind. And I want you to know that there were some people that were sitting around looking at what Abraham was doing and they were doing just like what some of us would do today. Oh, he's crazy. He's lost his mind. Sarai is crazy. If she leaves everything she knows to go with him and they don't even know where they're going. He can't even tell her where he's going. Y'all know how we do. We are like we are because people of old were like they were. It's no different. So y'all know how we do. Y'all know what we say. And that it's where the rubber meets the road. When everybody is saying you have lost your mind, you don't know what you're doing, and you may even be confused your own self there, right there, where, right there. If you know God's voice, right there is where faith kicks in. Right there is where courage kicks in. You don't need courage if nothing is going on. You don't need courage if everything is easy. You don't need it. But I'm going to give you a definition of courage that I want you to work with. And courage is being faithful, even when you're confused, even when trials and temptations are going on, even when you don't understand, you can still show up and you can still be faithful to those things that you know God has called you to. Unfortunately, in 2021, the church starts questioning whether or not they really heard from God if it doesn't make sense within my realm of understanding, then I say, maybe I missed it. Maybe God didn't really tell me that. But that's not what we have as evidence in the scripture today. Sometimes God will tell you something that don't make sense to you and to nobody around you. And the question is, will you have the faith and the courage that Abraham had that day? Some of us don't even have the faith and courage to speak the truth in love. Some of us will just act like we ain't even irritated about stuff because it takes courage to have a, a, a what people call a crucial conversation. We won't even have the cru crucial conversation. We'll pretend like everything is okay because somebody might not like me if I tell the truth of the situation. We don't even have the courage there. And I know I know you, so I know some of y'all know that it's true. I know me. Some of y'all know that you squashing stuff that you really should be discussing because you don't want to deal with the conflict. We have to be people of courage. You heard the scripture this morning that Sister uh, April read. She said, it's the wicked that's afraid of everything. The Bible says the righteous are as bold as lions. And so I'm asking you to look in the mirror at yourself. 
and say, am I afraid of everything or am I bold as a lion? The righteousness of God. You are the righteousness of God. You have the entire creator of the universe, of the entire universe has said to you, if I am for you, I'm more than the world against you. So what are you afraid of? What? Why? Why? Why this irrationality? Why are you afraid to move? When you have all of heaven behind you, if God has called you, now I'm not telling you to get presumptuous. I'm not telling you to get irrational. I'm telling you when you know the voice of God is telling you to move, I'm telling you to move. I'm telling you, I'm asking you, what are you afraid of? I'm asking you to develop that courage and that faith in God, not just that God exists, but the faith in God that even if I cannot see my way, God told me this and I know it. So it's his to provide. Here is what we do. God tells us to do something. I mean, it's burning in our hearts and we sit back and we start calculating. How can I make it happen. That's not the calculation for you to have. The calculation for you to have is when am I going to move out on what I know God is telling me to do? When am I going to do it? Not how am I going to do it. It's God's to figure out how. It's yours to take one step. But see, you over trying to figure out step 100 when you haven't even put in the application, when you haven't even looked at the job. You're trying to figure out how I'm going to pay to get the card to get to the job and you haven't even put in the application. If God told you it's yours, it's yours. I don't care if you can't see it. You have to put your faith in God instead of yourself. But we have become so accustomed and I know we don't see it that way, but it is that way. We have become so accustomed to telling God what we want from him, to telling him to bow his knees to us, that if we didn't have the idea and it's something that we would never think about and it's good, we don't even make the connection that is from God. We dismiss it because that's not something that I would ever do. Even though the word of God said every good and perfect gift comes from God. And so the question is, can you conjure up the courage? Can you conjure up the faith to do what you know God is causing you to do? I'm not saying it's not going to cost you anything. Do you think Abraham and his family were not lonely? Do you think they were not afraid? They were going somewhere they had never been. And they were taking everything that they knew and leaving everybody and every land and every landmark that they knew behind to go somewhere that they didn't even know. All they had was the word of God because God said, when you go, I'm going to build a nation from you and, and people are going to use your name to bless people. And here in 2021, we know that it's true. Even though Abraham died without seeing the fulfillment, the fulfillment 
of the entire thing that God told him in 2021. We know it's true. And so the question becomes, sometimes we think because stuff is not happening in our lifetime that we missed it. And the people at the funeral say, she left saying that God told her to do this or he left saying that God told him to do that. And it never even happened. But in 2021, we can testify that what God told Abraham did come true, that there are people who are still using his name to bless other people like I'm doing this morning. I'm using his name as a testimony of what can happen when you have the courage and you have the faith to believe God against all odds. And so that ought to encourage you this morning that you are a testimony to Abraham's faithfulness. You can say, it came true. He heard God. It was right. You can say that. And Abraham is in heaven because he was the righteousness of God. And the Bible says it was his faith, not his behavior. It was his faith that was credited to him as righteousness. You're running around trying to do the Holy Spirit's job. Let me get you real clear this morning. It's the Holy Spirit's job to clean me up, to clean you up, to move us more and more into righteousness on his timeline. He knows those things that's bugging you down at the deep level of your heart. And some of y'all throw it off because I don't behave or you don't behave or somebody else doesn't behave how somebody at your childhood defined holiness. You throw it off and you're trying to figure out where they are in their relationship with God. You cannot be any more holy than the Holy Spirit makes you. You can pretend, but you cannot be any more holy than the Holy Spirit makes you. And you have to allow him space to make you. And you have to follow him. And you have to do it step by step. But I'm saying you hung up on the wrong thing. Just commit in your heart that I'm going to follow the Holy Spirit into righteousness. I'm going to follow the Holy Spirit into holiness. But it's up to me. To, to supply the faith. It's up to me to read my word. It's up to me to listen to the word. It's up to me to pray because when it is time for faith, when it is time for courage, it's going to be dependent upon how much time you put in. And so can you be like Abraham if God calls you today to do something that blows your own mind? Because again, Abraham was living his own life. He was, some of y'all might say he was living his best life. He was married, rich, had people doing things that he wanted to do. And then God interrupted him and said, I want you to do something else. And he says, okay, not as a young man, not as a strong man, but as an old man. Some of y'all still young. I'm not, I'm a little over mid age now. And some of us, you know, they say, hey, when you get in your fifties and on, you set in your ways. And some of that might be true. But are you so set in your ways that God can't tell you to do something that you haven't done anymore? And I know I've heard it. I'm too old for that now. I'm too set up for that. Girl, I can't do that. I got grandchildren older than that. I haven't heard it all. I'm too old. I'm too sick. I'm too this. But the question is, you let all of those kinds of things are saying that you putting your faith in you. The question is, do you have faith in God? Abraham didn't say, Lord, I'm 75. God knew how old Abraham was. God created Abraham wonderfully and fearfully and knew him in his mother's womb just like he did you. God knew how old Abraham was if Abraham didn't know 
how old he was. And so if he's calling you, he don't need you to say, I'm too old. I'm too whatever you fill in the blank. He knows you. He knows your name. He knows more about you than you know. He knows your motivation. He knows the number of hairs on your head. If you think you know your motivation, okay. But what's the number of hairs on your head? He knows you better than you know yourself. So if he called you, Sister Robbins told us a couple weeks ago, it is him that will qualify you. And so why are you sitting up talking about what you two fill in the blank? It ain't about what you are. It's about who he is. And so can you have the courage and can you have the faith to do what God is calling you to do? Some of us can't even do the simple things. And so you're not ready. Let me tell you right now. If you're still struggling to do the simple things, you are not ready for God to tell you to leave your family and your home and all that sort of thing. You need to learn to do the simple things. If God tells you don't wear pants on Tuesday and you always wear pants on Tuesday, you have to develop the faith not to wear the pants on Tuesday. Some of us still at that level, and that's okay, but it is not okay for the righteousness of God to not have faith in God and not to have the courage and the boldness to do what he is leading you to do. Yes, yes, you are going to have to fight those butterflies in your stomach. Yes, you are going to have to push against the fear that's going to come up in your mind. But here is what I know, and I know it for sure. Once you do it once, it gets easier the second time and the third time and the fourth time. And then you will be able to step into the truth, even when people giving you uh, eye rolls, looking in your face, giving you eye rolls. You will not care if God is telling you to address it, if he's telling you to go, if he's telling you to do. You will be so committed to what God, to God that you will do what he is causing you to do. And so we see what courage looks like with Abraham. He left his hometown. We see what courage looks like in Abraham because he left his father and his relatives. We see what courage looks like when we look at Abraham because he left when he was an old man. We see it. But here's what we also see. We see that Abraham knew what is what was right. And you know why he knew what was right? Because he knew God and he knew that when he responded in faith to what God was calling him to do, it would be the right thing because there is no sin and there is no evil in God. So if God is telling you to do something and you know that it is him and you respond in faith, you're on the right side. I don't care if anybody else understands it. I do not care if you don't have a cheering section. You are on the right side. The problem is we don't spend enough time understanding the voice of God. And so we get all presumptuous about stuff and we call it faith. It's some simple stuff. It's some simple stuff. Let me give you an example that is so prevalent in the body of Christ. We have a God that says it is more blessed to give than receive. We have a God that says if you have the world's riches and you see your brother in need and you close up your bowels of compassion, how does the spirit of God live on the inside of you? Now, I want you to listen to those scriptures and contrast it with this prosperity gospel that's going around in the land where you have multimillionaires and billionaire preachers 
buying cars that they don't need, moving in bigger houses that they don't need. And we say in the United States that, oh, God is blessing them. And even though the scripture says, why would you tear down your barns and build more? What does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose it? So we see this stuff happening where, where preachers, not pagans, Preachers of the gospel of Jesus Christ tearing down their barns and building larger. And then you say, ooh, God is really blessing him. I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you. If you have a God that says, don't store up that stuff, share that stuff, give that stuff. I'm not calling out anybody. I'm calling out the word of God. And I'm telling you, if you don't understand the word of God, you'll be saying all kind of stuff is him. When he's sitting in the word of God saying in his word, no, this is me. This is me. This is how I am. And so in order for you to know the character and the voice of God, you have to read his word. And I know we don't like to because we're not given to study, but we have to. Because if you don't know his character and you don't know his voice, you'll be moving out on somebody else's voice and calling it him. And you'll be all wrong. You'll be all in another country that you led yourself to because it wasn't the voice of God. And so Abraham knew he was right because he knew God. When you know God like that, you will be right. Abraham did this not for the riches. He was already rich. The Bible says he did it so he could become a friend of God. He could be known as a friend of God. Is that good enough for you that you do what you do as well as you do better than anybody else? Just so you can bring him glory. Just so you could be called his friend, his faithful, faithful friend. And so if God calls you and you obey, even though it may mean you being a stranger in a land, a different land, but the land that was promised you, that's the other thing. He was going to a land that was strange to him, but it was the one that was also promised to him. So are you willing? Do you have the courage? Do you have the faith to walk in your promised land? even if it requires you to do some strange things. And so if you remember nothing else today, remember you have to be willing to follow God wherever and whenever he calls you. You have to be willing to follow God. You have to be willing to put God above your family and your friends. We know in the scripture it says, I, Jesus said, I didn't even come to bring peace. I came to bring a sword because I came to set man against his father and his daughter and a daughter against her mother and so on and so forth. That doesn't mean you build hateful relationships with your family. No, it means that if God says to you, I need you to separate from your family a little while so that you could do what is necessary. You must do it. It's going to be difficult. It's going to be difficult, especially if you are in a loving, close-knit, tight family like we know Abraham was. It's going to be difficult. But are you willing to put the Lord above everything and everyone else? And then the last thing I want you to remember for you today, that if you recognize that you are strangers on this earth, the Bible says we are sojourners here, that we are citizens of, the, of heaven. Things ought to become easier for you. We don't live here anyway. We're just visiting, kind of like when we go visit Mexico or visit England or visit France. You never went there to stay. We didn't come here to stay. We came here 
to visit. And so your citizenship is in heaven. And so why wouldn't you listen to your president if your president is God? Like I said, you have the creator of the entire universe waiting on you. And the Bible tells us that Abraham understood that. And because he was looking forward, and y'all could go and read this. I think it's in Hebrews. He was looking forward to that city that wasn't built by man's hands, but that was built by God. If we have that same desire, that same desire for a better country, that same desire to go home to where we will have our final resting place and where we will see God's face and peace, then everything else here ought to be easy. It ought to be easy to have the faith and the courage to get through this foreign country because we are citizens in heaven. And so I say to you, Place your desire in heaven, read your word, and know the Lord's voice. And you will become just as comfortable and just as familiar with the Lord. And so when he calls you to do things that require courage and faith, you will sacrifice anything, even your own life, just so you could please our Lord and Savior. It will not be easy, but it will take courage. And I believe that you have that courage and you have that faith on the inside of you. And that is the word for you today.